Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 653. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how to enter the program. Uh, tell her whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got music, letters, and a powerful message from the Word of God, but right now let's pray. Father, we thank and praise your holy name for giving us the instructions on how to have eternal life and to keep it going every day. There's so much that we need to know in the spiritual realm, and there's so few that know the spiritual realm well enough to be able to teach it to people. And they read the Bible, and they have their own conception of what the word means, or their own ideas or opinions of what it means. But there's no private interpretation of the Bible. It only has one meaning, and we have to learn that meaning. And it's a spiritual meaning, totally the opposite of the meaning of uh, carnal life here on earth. Carnal life is temporal, Father, and eternal spiritual life is permanent in heaven. Carnal life is permanent uh, in hell, permanent death, never really dying, but dying all the time with pain and suffering. In Jesus' name, Lord, block every uh, evil thing on earth, bind, rebuke the devil, and open up great doors for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that souls are saved and the church, the body of Christ, be strengthened in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now here is the Alamo Christian Quartet to sing The Touch of His Hand. Yeah. 
alone with Jesus when those burdens they seem so heavy to bear and oh what strength I find in my trials when I need someone to walk with me when I need someone to lead on when I need someone to lead me through the darkness thank the Lord I can reach out reach out and I can't Everything that was ever made was made by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He's the quickening spirit, the life-giving spirit. And so when we feel the hand of the Lord, that means that the Holy Spirit is moving upon us. The Holy Spirit, the hand of the Lord, molded Adam and Eve. First Adam and then Eve out of one of his ribs. Uh, we've got letters just think of that. Isn't that amazing that we have a God that can make a pile of dust or sand or dirt into a human being? It's really a mannequin until he blows his breath into the cadaver, into the uh, corpse, and then it becomes a living being. And to think that this uh, clay can move and bend its arms and turn its neck around and can walk and do exercises and things like that, it's just amazing. We're about, just like a bunch of uh, mud patties uh, with breath in us that God blew in, the spirit of life. And uh, the thing is, now that Adam and Eve have sinned, it's uh, just temporal life. Uh, we need to be regenerated. We need to have Christ with his Father by the Spirit enter into us and make us uh, more than mud patties that are going to hell with us, but the dead spirit in us. We need to become alive. And Jesus is the life that must enter into our spirit and mingle himself in. And then... We have immortal life, eternal life. It's wonderful. It's just amazing when you think about it. And really, people should meditate upon that. There isn't anything more important than the Lord, than God, because he's our creator, and He's uh, his ways, all of his ways are judgment. And he's going to judge every one of us on the last day. 
for the things that we did, whether we listened to him or not. If you don't pay any attention to the Lord, then he's not going to pay attention to your screams in hell and the lake of fire. You're just going to be there forever. And so it's very important for you to listen to the things on this program because uh, the Lord through me is uh, allowing you to know the right way that the Bible is to be interpreted and which is the right way into the kingdom of heaven. It's the straight and narrow way. All right, Sharon, you have some letters. Where's the first one from? Yes, from Annandale, Virginia. Okay, let me hear what they say. Dear Sir, I heard your wonderful program on WWCR this morning. Thanks for your teaching. Bless you for being on the air. I would appreciate your newsletters if you have some extras. Do you have others in this area? Oh, listen, we have plenty of extras. We print uh, these pieces of literature up by the hundreds of millions. And uh, they belong to everybody for the asking. There's no charge. We don't follow up with letters uh, hitting you up for money. We just uh, let the Lord, if he touches your heart, to send finances in so we can print up more literature and stay on the air and uh, be able to ship things to people, Bibles and Messiah books and literature. Well, then, if he's uh, laying it on your heart to do that, you better do it because uh, disobedience to the Lord is the same as witchcraft. Okay, and what else, Sharon? I would be interested in fellowshipping with others who are interested in your ministry. Sincerely, Mark Rowdy Bush from Annandale, Virginia. All right, give us some of the people in the church his uh, address, and they can be pen, uh, pen pals, all right? Okay. Do you have another letter? Yes. All right, let's hear where it's from. This is from Kitwe, Zambia, Africa. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I received the box of newsletter and Messiah books, which has made the work of evangelism much easier. Pastor, the hunger for your newsletters and Messiah books has increased more than before, and I am also requesting some Bibles for the converts who are in need of them. I am being inspired by your materials, which show a pattern of sound teaching entrusted to a reliable servant of God who is qualified to teach others. 2 Timothy 2.2 Please kindly also send me some audio tapes of messages and songs. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ bless your ministry, and I thank the Lord for allowing me to be connected to you, Pastor Lamo, your servant of God, Jonathan Tembo, from Kitwe, Zambia. Well, I share praise and thank the Lord for calling me into the ministry and all of us. And I thank and praise the Lord that uh, we are a blessing to people by just letting the Lord talk through us and work through us. We, uh, we send out people to witness and testify every day uh, of the church. I mean, it's just that's what we do. That's our job. All right, now we're going back. And I still think we're in chapter 12. Am I right? Yes. Of um, Romans? Yes. Okay, and I believe that we're on, I'm going back a couple verses, uh, verse 13. Uh, so here, here's some of the instructions of being saved. Of course, we, if we've got the Lord in our heart, then he is our heart, and he loves to distribute. I remember where he was on the mount, and he, 
had his disciples, uh, he prayed and then broke a few fishes and loaves into pieces and had his disciple distribute uh, this food to people that were hungry. Distributing, verse 13, to the necessity of saints. Doesn't mean that we're distributing to people that are not saint. Saints, a saint is somebody that actually is uh, a worker for the Lord. There's so many, uh, there's a lot of people that are lost and they come to us to pay their rent and to pay for their cars and to pay for uh, their houses, their rent and everything like that. But that isn't what we've been called for. It says distributing to the necessity of saints, Christians, powerful Christians, strong ones, given, we must be given to hospitality to them as well. And we can witness and testify to sinners. And we can feed them, give them a sandwich or something, but we're not to give money to them. Because uh, generally, a lot of them will go out and buy drugs with it or wine or some form of uh, non-blessed stimulants. Verse 14. Bless them which persecute you. Well, I said uh, the best blessing that you could ever give somebody is to um, preach the gospel to them and show that uh, you're interested in their soul going to heaven. And it says, and curse not. Does anybody know what that means? Curse not? No. Well, that means don't curse people by hiding the gospel from them. That's the biggest curse that you could do because Verbal curses, uh, you have to reprove and rebuke the gainsayers and to try to compel them to come into the church. So the Lord doesn't want you to curse them by not preaching to them. Now, a lot of people say that means uh, you double up your fist and say, you rotten so-and-so and stuff like that. you can do. The Bible say, you rotten so-and-so, you're rotten because you're out there molesting little children. And you rotten so-and-so, you devil right out of the pit of hell, you are bringing false accusations against people that are bringing the gospel to people. Uh, that isn't cursing, that's uh, blessing them. You're blessing them that persecute you. You tell them you're going to go to hell. That's not cursing them, that's the truth. How could the truth be a curse? But you would be cursing them if you just dummied up and wouldn't say anything to them and say, I'm a peacemaker. You hear all these uh, self-righteous people say, well, I won't say anything to them. If you can't say something nice, you might as well not say anything at all. See how goofed up you people are out there? Now, this is the right understanding of this scripture, verse 14. Bless them which persecute you. Well, say, look, at you're persecuting me, and I'm going to bless you with something. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you if you don't stop. Now, look at the, the Apostle Paul, what would have happened to him if when Jesus rebuked him, 
and he fell off of his horse and he said, um, who are you, Lord? Well, he knew he was the Lord, otherwise he wouldn't have called him the Lord. And he said, why do you persecute me? And I said this before. Um, don't you know it's going to be hard for you when you kick against me? I'm sharp. I'm sharp as a double-edged, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I'll cut you to ribbons. Is that cursing? No, that's uh, blessing him because he's saying, repent or I'm going to cut you to ribbons. Well, most people that have a brain in their head or they have any spirituality or they begin being wise, wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so they start getting some fear of the Lord and they back off. But you've got a lot of hard uh, knuckleheads in the world today that don't pay any attention to the blessings that are coming upon them from the Lord. I'm blessing you folks. You could be angry at me and say that I'm doing all kinds of evil things. Um, and I'm not doing them. So what you're doing is you're attempting to curse me for something that I'm not doing wrong. I'm not doing anything that the Lord didn't tell me to do. So bless them which persecute you. Okay, I'm blessing you. I'm telling you uh, what the word of God says. Now, what could be more important? You be, uh, you'll know that when you stand before the judgment bar of God that I actually was blessing you, not cursing you. And curse not. I didn't withhold the gospel from you. That would have been the worst curse you could have had because nobody's really preaching it like I am. And uh, well, I'd say if I didn't preach the gospel to you, then you'd never know the truth because you're not going to pick up the Bible. And if you did, you have to be born again to really understand it. So the first thing you need to do is get saved. Let the Spirit of God enter into you so that you can start absorbing the Word of God, which is spirit in its life. Now rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Well, if a brother or a sister is happy and something God has blessed them in some way, well, rejoice with them. Be happy that one of the brothers or the sisters or the member, one of the members of Christ's body receives something. Don't be jealous and uh, covet in your heart that blessing that God gave them. Because when you do that, what you're saying is, I don't believe that God would bless me. But that means that you don't have any faith. If you don't have any faith, you're not blessed, you're damned. The Lord says, the Bible tells us, that um, we, um, we are to rejoice with them that do rejoice. Be happy for the brothers and sisters because we're all one body. And how could we hate a member of the body? If we are uh, rejoicing when some member of the body is uh, slipped a little bit. Instead of helping them up, you just oh, you uh, turn your back on them and uh, don't help them up. Well, the Lord is watching that. 
So rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. In other words, be sorry for people that had some evil thing happen to them. Like these children that have been taken away from their parents. I mean, my God, that is so awful that uh, there isn't words to explain it. And Satan is happy about that. And I'm so happy when the Lord told me that he's going to take the children away from the people that are doing that. And do I hate people? And am I cursing them for telling you what God said? I uh, send it to you as a blessing so that you would repent. I'm not going to curse you by not telling uh, you what God told me. I'm telling you what God told me because I don't want to curse you. I'm telling you the truth so that you have an opportunity to repent. See how screwed up your mind is out there in your wicked heart? I see people that are call themselves Christians, that persecute Christians, the true body of Christ, all the time because they think that they must have done something wrong or there wouldn't be all this happening to them. And it must be true because all these devils, you don't know that they're devils, on the news media, they're all saying the same thing. Wow. And I mean, look at one devil calls them up and they're on them just like flies on honey. So rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Help them out. I see these Christians on TV that are not doing anything wrong. Polygamy is not against the law. Not the law of God, it's not. And marrying women that have reached puberty is not wrong. It's not against the law. You could look at the laws of this land around 10 or 15 years ago, and there are laws on the books that said you can get married at any age as long as you love one another. What's love got to do with it to do with it? It's got a lot to do with it. If a woman loves a man, what has age got to do with it? I really can't understand, you know, people that want, uh, older men that want to be around younger uh, women. Because uh, it's just, there isn't any communication there that much because there's not that many uh, young women that have uh, have lived long enough to have any experience to be able to fellowship to become attractive to an older man. Because the, all they think about is that, are they pretty? Are they cute? Am I too fat? Or do you think I should gain weight? Do you think my feet are too big? Do you think my nose is too... This is so stupid. What difference would it make what a person looks like as long as they have a brain in their head and they have the spirit of the Lord in them and that they really love somebody? This is what the Lord has done. He set everybody free. Now, Satan wants you in bondage, but those that the Lord has set free are free indeed. They're free to marry. The Lord warns us, he says that in the latter days, seducing spirits will come around and they will be 
forbidding people to marry. These are doctrines of devils, it says in the same uh, scriptures right there. Now rejoice with uh, them that do rejoice. If a person gets married and they're rejoicing, be happy with them. If they've received uh, uh, inheritance, be happy with them, not because you want anything they had got, because that would be covetousness, or that would be warming up to somebody that you feel that you can get something out of, a fair-weather friend you would be. But genuinely rejoice at a person's wedding, if it's of the Lord, and it is of the Lord if it's at puberty, and it is of the Lord if it's an older man and they love one another. So why don't you satanic demons go back into the closet where you belong because God's going to send your soul to hell. The more wicked you get, do you think that that's going to buy your way out of hell in the lake of fire? It will not. That's where you're going. And you know that demon spirits live in human beings. And just like the spirit of the Lord lives in human beings. And some people just rejoice when people are weeping. And some people weep because of the fact that others are rejoicing. They're so jealous. They have, they're covetous. They want what you have, but they don't want to pay the price for it. And I'm not working for any reward from the Lord uh, so far as anything that I would want. I may want it, and he gives me more than I could possibly imagine to want. And the Lord, uh, main thing is that he uh, lets me know if I continue, if, if I continue on in the Lord, rejoicing with them that do rejoice, and weeping with them that weep, then I'm going to be in the kingdom of heaven. But not just with that one commandment, they have, we have to keep them all. That's a commandment. I command you to rejoice with them that do rejoice. You don't want to do that? Well, let me tell you something. That's what the Lord calls is witchcraft, because you're belligerent toward the actual word of God. And weep with them that weep. Well, look, we don't have enough time to weep with somebody that's weeping or to put our arm around them and say, is there anything that I can do to help you? If they say, yes, uh, we need this and that. And, so, and then you say, well, um, okay, what I'll do is I'll pray about it. No. If you're going to weep with them and you're going to help them, you can't, we, the Bible says we can't just say, be warmed and filled. Be warmed and filled. And we have to do something, amen? amen? We have to give them some clothing or a blanket or a quilt or a bed. And we have to help them out. It says the saints. How can you? We live in a commonwealth. Everyone is supposed to have everything that we need. And so when people send money into the church, we distribute as it said in verse uh, 13, distribute to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. Visit them when you know that they need something. Don't stay away. Go visit them and see how are you doing? How are you? Uh, what do you need? You need anything? Let me help you. 
be given to hospitality. Give, distribute to the necessity of the saints. They're your brothers and sisters. They're in the same body as you. They're in Christ. What do you want to hurt them for? Must be that you have a wicked heart, that you're jealous, that you say what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. Oh, uh, that isn't Christianity, folks. So, verse 16. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Um, what does that mean? Be of the same mind, one toward another. In other words, be the same way. Like, if uh, go over to somebody's house. Or invite them over to the house for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or something to find out what is the problem in their life, if there's any way that you can help them, that you can help the body of Christ, a member of the body of Christ, to be something that they're not suffering in this world. So we have to bless them that persecute you. If a brother or a sister is doing that, the Bible says that you're still in darkness. And you're not supposed to curse people. You're supposed to pass along the gospel to everybody. That's what was grieving me so much about the people in my own church. Because I was teaching them, but they weren't passing it on to others. They wanted to stay home and do gardening or something like that, rather than to go out on the streets and pass on the the uh, word to people. And some of them, they said, we were out for the last three days, and so um, we're burnt out. I said, well, if you're really a Christian, then how could you be burnt out? Because we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Uh, we should never be burnt out because the Lord never burnt out. And if all of us have that attitude, I says, I'll tell you what, go somewhere else and be burnt out. The Bible says if you don't do the works of the Lord, then you shouldn't eat. Okay, so you want to go on a fast? We keep the rules of the Lord around here, and some people think that's evil. But uh, you can see that the people in the world, most of them have had too much to eat. We're um, well-known. We have the reputation of being fat-sos. Amen? Amen? Look at yourself. Are you rejoicing with those? This is the measuring stick that the Lord tells John to measure the people in the church with. It's the Word of God. Let's measure you up to this. Are you like this or not? And would you be mindful to remember it all the time? without having somebody keep prodding you and telling you that these are the things that are commandments of the Lord. Be of the same mind, one toward another. That's a commandment. Be ye, be of the same mind, one to another. In other words, all these things, uh, you know, bring the gospel to them. Find out what they need. My God, if everybody had everything they need in the body of Christ, and everybody uh, kept these commandments, why, there'd be no stopping the billions of souls that would be saved. 
There's people that don't expect anybody to do anything for them because they never have. And why? Because there's Catholicism. Well, we give a package to them. I know that a lot of us sent, uh, in World War II, we sent care packages to the uh, people in Europe and different other places. And the Catholics somehow got a hold of all those packages. And so people by the thousands would be standing in line waiting to get a package with food and, you know, little desserts and things like in it. And what they do is when you get there at the end of the line, they say, are you Catholic or Protestant? And they says, well, we, we believe in Jesus. We're Protestants. And they says, okay, uh, uh, we'll, uh, you can pay $25 for this box. But if you're Catholic, you get it free. So what they do is they're trying to win your soul to the devil for food. So they're just like Satan. All right. Now, because they know that people will sell their soul for food. They saw uh, Esau doing that. Be of the same mind one toward another. I mean, realize that would treat others like you would like people to treat your son or your daughter or yourself. That is the rule. That's a commandment from the Lord. Prefer others before yourself. I just hate it when people are nasty to my son. Or I hate it. But I love people that are nice to him. I love people that are nice to my daughter. I love people that are nice to my sons. I have sons that are near 50 years old. They live in Florida. It's from a former marriage years ago. And I have other children from former marriages. I was like uh, those other people, serial polygamists. I used to marry and divorce and marry and divorce, just like the rest of you people out there. Not me, you'll say. I've been married for uh, so many years. Well, good for you, praise the Lord. But you must have done something because everybody is a sinner before they get saved and have come short of the glory of God. You didn't love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So you have to be of the same mind as the Lord. The same mind as the Lord toward one another. Don't mind high. Don't put your mind on high things. But condescend to men of low estate. I just love witnessing and testifying to people in the ethnic uh, neighborhoods. When I was in prison, I got to witness to all people of low estate. And I loved helping them. Be not wise in your own uh, conceits. I mean, you've got your idea of what's right or wrong, but the Bible plainly spells it out. Be of the same mind of Christ, one towards another. Mind not high things. Because it's the high things in this world that persecute you and hate you because you 
uh, are uh, you love the Lord. And if you love him, keep his commandments. These are his commandments. Be not, uh, uh, be the same a mind one toward another. And a mind not high things, but condescend. Go to help people that need it. Condescend to men of low estate. They don't have any big estates to live in. These people, you see them. I have some friends in Las Vegas. I witness and testify to people. Um, some of the people own casinos there that I know. Some of them uh, are billionaires. And they uh, really, they just are for their, their own people, which is good, but uh, they should be reaching out to others. I've seen people there where they were Japanese people and they'd be playing a half a million dollars at a shot. Uh, and they would be losing. It's just, and I'd come back because I had business with those people, uh, not the ones losing the money, but the casino owners, and they don't gamble. Uh, the casino, Elizabeth Wynn, who is Steve Wynn's and Kenny Wynn's uh, mother. She recently passed away, God rest her soul. She told me, uh, Tony, we don't gamble. Uh, we just don't. And we don't drink. We don't take drugs. Well, I heard that Kenny did recently, but I mean, I'm not sure about that. So we don't talk about that. But they look very healthy, Kenny and Steve. And, uh, they're just, uh, really nice people. They said, you know, some people, these people are suckers. They're going to spend their money someplace, and they might as well spend it with us. Well, she needs to be saved because that's not the attitude that we're supposed to take. We're to just be concerned about men of low degree, low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. You think that you're going to receive something by being... Uh, a minding uh, high things, that won't happen. Those people don't care anything about you. And they just don't. They can't help it. That's just, they're not saved yet. Uh, verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. No, because if they're saying uh, evil things about me, I'm preaching the gospel to them. All these people that you see on the internet that are putting false things uh, on me, I'm preaching the gospel to them. That isn't evil. I'm not doing anything evil to them. I'm doing what the Lord says to do. So provide things honest in the sight of all men. Oh, well, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm providing things in the honest truth of the word of God in the sight of of everyone that will listen to me. We're uh, broadcasting all over the world. Verse 18, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceable with all men. Well, that means stay in peace with the Lord. Because if we get out of order with him, we're not going to have any peace. But uh, if you are strong in the Lord, then it is possible. As much as lieth in you, in other words, if 
Christ is in you, live peaceable. In other words, if you want to be peaceable with the Lord, then you have to preach the gospel. And if you do, uh, you're going to suffer persecution. So I'm living peaceable with the Lord. Now, I don't get any peace from the people out in the world because they persecute me for being peaceable with the Lord. I live peaceably with all men. I preach the gospel to everyone. And therefore, I have peace with the Lord. Verse 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. All right, now what did I do before I was saved? Did I avenge myself? Yes, I did. One time somebody cut a, uh, I had a brand new Eldorado Barome Baritz Cadillac. And I parked it over on uh, FDR Drive in New York. And I went uh, to my girlfriend there. And when I came down in the morning, the whole top of the uh, vehicles ripped. Oh, he's a sinner. Yes, I was a sinner. Goody two-shoes. And I'm not anymore, though. Okay. That you're always trying to jump on somebody for something that they did in the past, but the Lord says, according to his scripture, that I'm as clean and white as uh, a virgin. Verse 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. So what did I do when I found out that my I had to, I did an investigation in the neighborhood and I went out with uh, revenge in my heart. And I went to a place in Manhattan that I knew that they would take care of business if you paid them enough. And I told them that uh, if, uh, you know, I'll give you so much dollars if you break their heads. And I'll give you uh, $5,000, $10,000, whatever you want if you break for each arm and each leg that you break. And if you break their ribs, for each rib you break, I'll give you so much in each finger and so on. I went, and as I was talking, these guys that were actually, you know, gunsels, their eyes kept getting bigger and bigger. That's how uh, vengeful I was before I was saved. And these people that are saying all these evil things about me, they know I'm saved because they know from my testimony what I would do to them if I weren't saved. And therefore, they know I'm saved. And they're just doing this because they figure he's not going to do anything. He's weak because he believes in Jesus. And uh, I can get away with this all I want. But believe me, uh, I am a Christian. Otherwise, you wouldn't be saying anything to me. People were deathly afraid of me. Because, and I said, what's the matter, you guys? Why are your eyes getting so big as saucers? They says, baby, you cold. You cold-blooded. I says, am I in the wrong places? Yeah, yeah, we do that. But, man, you cold-blooded. 
And I said, that's right. Somebody does something to me, and by God, they're going to learn a lesson. But now what do we do? It says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. This is commandment from God. And you know what? I'm afraid of God, so I don't do that. There isn't one of these lying dogs that lied to get me into prison or that are saying these evil things that I'm molesting children as filthy pigs and that I'm holding people from seeing their kids. No, I don't do that. The people that have children in here know their former husbands like this Tony Lane, and they don't want him saying satanic things to the children and causing their souls to be perverted like his anymore. And uh, he is the same way. He never paid one penny towards the support of these children for 10, 11 years, and they said that they had uh, sent in thousands of dollars for their support. Uh, if they can show me receipts of that did that they did that, we will be more than happy to reimburse them in front of government agencies. Show the receipts. We never received one penny. I talked to the bookkeepers and the people that do the banking in the church. We haven't received one penny from that lion dog. And that lion dog knows my testimony. And he knows that I'm not going to do anything to him. I love it when the Lord does it. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Why should I? But rather give place unto wrath. That's what we do. But you see the stupid officers, you know, they have a job and they say, man, we're going to lose our job if we don't go running after every false accusation. They know they're false. It's even a testimony of these people that have grabbed these children away from their mothers in Texas. They said that even some of the police officers were weeping because they knew it was wrong. And people that were involved in the Waco massacre, they were weeping and they gave me these videotapes. And they quit the FBI because they know that they're not of the Lord and they're not of this government, they're of Rome. For it is written, vengeance is mine, the Lord says. I will repay, saith the Lord. And you know something, I've seen so many people uh, that have died because that they have said uh, so many evil things about us and done so many evil things. I gladly love to see the Lord do it. That way they know I didn't do it. I cannot strike cancer on somebody or drum up a tsunami or a hurricane like just what happened to Burma. Uh, they say that there's more likely 100,000 people killed there. And this is just the beginning, folks, because vengeance does belong to the Lord. Vengeance is mine, God said. I will repay. That's a promise to us, saith the Lord. I'm going to repay these Tony Lanes and all these other people that think they're so smart and that they're going to get by with it. The Lord is just showing you people that I'm really of the Lord because I haven't even laid a finger on you. I don't even, I don't remember this man. He's been gone for I don't know how many years. He only spent a few days in the church. I never saw him that I know of. 
And the man hasn't sent one penny in to support him. And I don't ask him to. I just do it because the Lord sends the money in. Verse 20, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, well, feed him. Well, I feed him the word of God. And also, I, you know, I've fed many people that are my enemies. They're hungry and we're supposed to do it. And so it just heaps coals of fire on him. If he thirst, give him to drink. For in so doing, if ye do it, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. So uh, these are promises from God. And I love to see the Lord operate. You know, I, I wouldn't get any uh, kick out of uh, avenging myself. I like to know that it's the Lord on my side that's doing it. Beware, you people. The word of God is true. Whatsoever you sow, it's going to come right down on your head. God is not mocked. My time is up. And so uh, it's really time to pray. Now, these are clear instructions on how to be righteous. Righteous in the eyes of the Lord. So let's do that. Uh, let's, uh, you, you, you gotta start out by saying this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know, because you cannot lie, Diarpil, I know that you've heard me in this prayer. You've heard me, and I know you've answered me, and I know I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And um, get a good King James Version of the Bible, not the new ones, but the old ones, and share and tell them how to receive a copy of this uh, CD or audio tape number 653 is free. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or faxed to area code 479-782-7406. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful, simple instruction on how to make it into the kingdom of heaven one day at a time. Tune in tomorrow. And here's uh, one of my favorite quartets. And uh, this lead singer here is just out of sight. He's singing, I've Got My Ticket by the Alamo Brothers Quintet.